What'll it be, stranger? You set them up and I'll knock them back, Lloyd. One by one. <laughs> You're listening to the Hollywood Saloon. Saloon Shots, round three. So anyways, the other day I asked you to label something for me because it's something that's been bugging the hell out of me. I've been seeing it everywhere, okay? I go to daily websites. You go to daily websites, right? Your daily websites. I think everyone kind of says, okay, I've got my round of daily websites that I kind of go through when I wake up. I do my email. I go to my Facebook. I check my sports scores or my stock quotes or I go to the news or whatever. And I think with film fans, we've got our list too. You know, we go to – we'll go to see what the latest variety is or – or uh, the hot button, or or whatever movie website there is out there, ain't it cool? Whatever. Over and over and over again, I keep seeing this thing, and this is not new. That's what's so funny about it. And I said, how can you get get? Let, let's come up with a term for this thing that we keep seeing. That right before a movie releases, there's this press release that comes out that says. Oh, oh, you know this movie that's about to come out? Well, we're already making a sequel to it. You mean like Ghost Rider 2? <laughs> exactly. Where's that sequel you promised me? Over and over and over again. And this is something going back years. Yeah. But I think after a while, I think some people started catching on. I think some other marketing people started saying, hold on a second. I think some people are using this to their benefit for another reason. Yeah, I blame Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and the Harry Potters because they were such a series that they, could, they, always, they knew more episodes were coming. Right. It helped build awareness. So it's almost like – a standalone wasn't enough anymore. Oh, God, we got to make it have a perception that there's more coming and we have so much confidence in it and it's so good. You know, See, it's that's that what little it is. trick. It's like we're going to fool the audience and making them seem like it's a blockbuster because <laughs> right. we used to only make sequels to blockbusters. Now we're going to tell them it's such a good blockbuster. We're going to make <laughs> the sequel months before it even comes out. It's really brilliant. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's, it's like saying we believe in this so much that we've already got people toiling away at it. Damn, be damned, box office. We don't care what the box office is for this film. We're still going to make a sequel because the story is that good. The film is that good. Anyways, whew, big bullshit monitor we need to ring out there. Bling, bling, bling. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. This is a marketing scam to, to try to tell you, the audience, that this film is so good that we believe in it so much, we're already doing a sequel. Ridiculous. And we see it over and over again. Didn't they do it for Transformers? Do you remember that? By, like Right before Transformers came out, they were already talking, oh, well, you don't know, we're already working on the sequel. Yeah, we're already mm. working on it. And the funny thing is, is it, does, it usually comes out right about the time the film's about to release, right? Mm-hmm. Conveniently. Like, like uh, uh, they've been working so hard on Transformers, yet they don't have any couple weeks to relax and, 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 you know, and take a vacation. No, no, they're already working on it. They're, no, no, they're already. They, they clocked out one on Friday, and they came in Monday, and they were already doing Transformers too. Just <laughs> zip zap. And they so jumped anyways, the gun too early this year because they announced Transformers 3 like a month ago. And then right. Michael Bay was like, hey, wait a second. I can't promise you anything for 2011, maybe 2012. 
Yeah. Well, and they're so trying they, to they do just it. completely bundled it. Okay. Well, here, here's the word that you came up with, and I and I love it. I think it's great. Sinequophobia. All right. I wrote down what you what you wrote here. Sinequophobia. Sinequophobia. The fear of not mentioning a future sequel to a film before it's even released. Okay. And you broke it down. Sneak is to sneak. Preview. Early announce. And then equal of same importance, confidence of another sounds like sequel. And phobia, fear of, of course. Now, we know that all of this is driven by fear. It's marketing tactics driven to trick you, the audience. And if anything, that's that's my desire with the Hollywood Saloon and everything I've done is to, to, to just pull back that veil. If you don't realize these things, you're probably smart enough to realize them. This is just to get your ass in the chair. That is Hollywood's number one mission in life is to get your ass in the chair first weekend, period. That is it. End of story. And that's number one of importance. To make a good movie, that's number five or six or eight 12, or something. 13, yeah, something like it's, that. Yeah. It's way down the line. It's definitely not number one. Okay. What's most important is to get your ass in the seat, and marketing is just as important as, as making the film. And so now this new technique has been developed that the studios are using to drop these little release bombs that say, oh, yeah, no, we got this covered, man. We're already making another one. Now, there's been so many articles that have come out about this. They're, they're just everywhere, you know, article after article after article after article. Let me give you some examples. And I just I just did it for the last month. This is only like this is only like a month, okay? This is not that far. Senequalitis. Is that is that a new term also? Senequalitis? <laughs> now what would senequalitis be? That wouldn't be a fear of. That would just be a culture of announcing, you know, yeah. movies before. Well, and the, and the funny thing is, and, uh, when I read this first article to you, you're going to laugh your ass off because it defi- it breaks the whole thing and it shows you what a load of shit it is, what a big lie it is. Trust me, there are not people working right now on this said sequel. If you think they're not going to wait for that box office, you're insane. They are watching that box office like a hawk. There will be people at Paramount Friday night staying there all night watching those returns all weekend. I guarantee you actors driving by the by the theaters to see the lines, to see what kind, what the reaction is, going to movie theaters. It, that's just what happens when you release a movie. That's That's traditional. Everyone knows that. But that's the point is that this little lie – is made to get you to do it. Well, think about it. You're standing in line for the movie. And I've heard this because I know this is why, how, how come I know this works. People start talking. Oh, yeah. Did you hear they're already going to make a sequel? <laughs> right. Boom. Right. Conversation. And that thing spreads like wildfire. And it's just like there's an awareness of people going to this movie knowing, well, there's going to be more of them. So I might as well. Get on board. Right. And if they're willing right? to, I don't want to miss out on the next if franchise. If they're willing to put their money on another one, well, this one must be good enough. They must have enough. You know, they must feel good about it. You know, the funny thing is, is that Hollywood will take the biggest turds ever made and talk about it and say, "Oh, there's a sequel." I remember the days of watching Arnold Schwarzenegger on his press junkets going around saying, "No, this is the best movie I've ever made," and he's talking about, you know. 
Kindergarten Cop or, you know, just one of his lesser films. And it's like, wow, he's a fantastic marketer. That's one of the thing, reasons that Hollywood loved Arnold Schwarzenegger because, you know, he, he would go down with a film. You don't, you know, you don't go out and trash your own movie. You never do that. Oh, nobody is. That's just the no. code. I mean, you know, Mark you know. Wahlberg, I remember seeing Mark Wahlberg on David Letterman, and David Letterman said, hey, the movie's Max Payne. He's like, yeah, it's a great movie. And God, it was such a raging piece of shit. And that's what's right. so funny. Is that, yeah. And, you know, he couldn't be stupid enough to think that was a great movie. So, but anyways, check this out. And this is the funniest one of them all. On March 30th, we get this article, Star Trek sequel announced. Paramount Pictures is moving forward with development on a Star Trek sequel, hiring Robert Orkey, Alex Kurtzman, and Damon Lindelof to pen the screenplay. Okay. Now, that was 69 days before its release. Okay? But, again, we're talking about much more fear here because this is a massive film, right? This is a major, major film. So... 70 days ahead of time, maybe not too far ahead, just to tell everybody, oh, by the way, we're working on it. But then check this out. This Mm -hmm. is a quote. Kurtzman told Variety that they will wait to see what fan reaction is to the first film before proceeding. (laughs) What? So then why did you put this article out? It just told you totally debunked the whole thing and said, oh, it's announced and we're going to be working on it, but we're still going to wait as well. We're not working on it now. Mm-hmm. What a con. It's right there in the article. It totally contradicts itself. You know, it's like, oh, no, it's announced. So isn't that funny? It's announced. Someone at Paramount said, <clears throat> hello, hello, hello. Mm-hmm. Test, 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 one, two, two on a microphone. <laughs> hello. hello. <sighs> Star Trek. Well, we're going to work on a Star Trek sequel. Oh, it's announced. That was it. That's all they did was they announced it. Someone went tip, tap, tip, tap, tip, tap, tip, typed a piece of paper that said, <laughs> we're going to make a Star Trek sequel. Oh, but we're not going to work on it. We're not going to do anything yet until the fan reaction comes in, until we see if we make any money. Because if this thing opens, you know, with $7 million on the first weekend, yeah. Let's just say that some freakish thing happened like that, like the entire culture just divorced itself of Star Trek and decided to. Well, they did it last year for Speed Racer. Oh, exactly. If it does Speed Racer's numbers, it'll be a catastrophe. It'll be a catastrophe. It'll be lauded as the biggest box office bomb in a decade. You're absolutely right. If it does Speed Racer's numbers, it'll be a tragedy for Hollywood and for Paramount and for Star Trek. And you're right. That proposed sequel. It's not going to happen. Well, here's what's so funny about the whole idea and the culture of this is it's almost an oxymoron into itself because, of course, Paramount's interested in the sequel. They were interested in the sequel before they greenlit the first movie. The only reason they greenlit the first movie is because there was a potential for a sequel. (laughs) So then by announcing it, I mean, they're just like delaying the inevitable in my book. But do we really make sequels? Because they didn't go into the Star Trek business to make one movie and get out. They went into this for several movies because that's what it's all about. They wouldn't spend $150 million for a one-off. That's that's the point is that we don't make sequels anymore. We make friends. Franchises. Sequel is mm-hmm. just a word for the moment. Franchise is the is the point. You know, you're not you're not sequelizing a film. You're franchising it. Come on. No. You don't just this not just a one off. Uh, oh, it's just it's just so funny. Anyways, let me continue. April fifteenth, we get this headline: Dragon Ball Dragon sequel Ball's already sequel pinned. Already pinned. <laughs> 
basically. So the point is, is you're seeing the same thing on a much lesser scale. This is that fear is like, oh, what can we do? What can we do? Can we do anything? Oh, just tell them there's going to be another sequel. And they'll think that this is going to be good. Listen to this. They're doing it again. It'll come out. They'll announce it. And they'll go, oh, God, what a bunch of crap, you know? It's like here they are toying with us again and playing with us again. Oh, just so you know, they're already playing. Do you remember when, when Indiana 4 came out and there was all this talk? Oh, maybe we'll make another one with Mutt. And Lucas was saying, oh, I think maybe I'll make another one. What? Are you kidding me? You know, I don't, I don't know if they were actually using that as a kind of cynicophobia thing. But just that there was any mentioning of it at all was amazing. Cannot stop laughing over this one. And I don't even know if someone was dumb enough to use this as this kind of cynicophobia. Okay? Um, but on April 15th, we get this headline. <laughs> Donner plans young X-Men spinoff. <laughs> and that wasn't April 1st. That was April 15th. That was not a joke, okay? Lauren Schuler Donner, uh, wife of Richard Donner, who's a producer, is planning a young X-Men spinoff. Okay, so now we've got the origin spinoff line, but we're also going to have mm-hmm. the young, the kid X-Men. Oh, that's Great. So that's how you're telling me that this is going to continue. You know, there had to be some ah, kind of milk, announcement. Milk, fizz, fizz. Oh, man, they're just going to milk it out so bad. You know, no big announcement of, oh, after Wolverine, we're going to get together and have a big, big X-Men movie again. Or, you know, what happened to the, all the big notices of Magneto? Well, I guess that's old news now. They don't care about talking about that. Oh, no, we got to make an announcement just days before, um, 16 days before the release of uh, – of uh, this film, do you think maybe it, it's it's something that was is a reaction to the leak and to all the trouble that's going on right now with Wolverine? Oh, let's make something announcements. Let's say something. I don't know. It could just be that this is. Oh, I think it's like a lot of things. They're just they're going to develop whatever they can. They throw it out there and get, gauge reactions. Even it's so early. Right. I mean, they, you know, it's a development idea. Throw it out there in the internet. See what fan reaction is like. You know, like when Stallone went on Ain't It Cool and told everyone that he had an idea to remake Death Wish. Right. And then everyone shot down his idea and you hadn't heard a peep about it since. Right. You know? So who knows? I mean, I think it would be foolish since Hollywood studios have no idea what to do anyway. It would be foolish for them not to turn to the Internet and kind of gauge some reactions to the more ridiculous ideas. It could save them a lot of time and money, frankly. Um, Right. Because you could shoot it down before they even get, you know, wasted a few million on development. That's the problem is they spend so much money developing bad ideas, they end up having to make the movie to justify it. <laughs> right. But isn't that funny is that, you know, at this time when Wolverine's going through all this stress because of the leak, uh, that they, they decide to say, oh, well, there's still going to be X-Men. This isn't the last hope. This isn't the last X-Men you're going to see because we're going to make an X-Men kids. You know, it's like, yeah, God, right. it's like, okay, whether or not you're using that to gauge it or not, it's just like, wow, what a, what a colossally moronic thing to say, you know, at, at, at yeah. this time to try to salvage anything. It's just, it's, it's absurd. The fact after the lame X3 movie that any X-Men fan would be excited about an X-Men kids movie, I, I just, I don't know. I <laughs> know. Well, maybe Robert Rodriguez will direct it and it'll be great. He knows how to do spy kids movies, right? Why can't he do X-Men kids, you know? <sighs> Anyways, all right. So uh, move to now. Move to uh, yesterday as we're recording this, okay? Sony sets third Da Vinci Code. 
third Da Vinci Code. And that's even before the book comes that's out. That's before. Well, you know what it is? They just announced that the that the book is going to come out. Dan Brown just announced that the Lost Symbol is going to come out and it's going to have right. some massive five million printing or something. And and all the fans of that series or all his fans want the continuing stories of this character. Sure. And uh and so at the same time, this this is a two purpose. This is a twofold thing because Sony gets to say, We got it. You don't got it. Mm-hmm. We got it. So, you know, it helps promote the book because they say, oh, this is already going to be made into a film. But it also tells you, oh, no, Angels and Demons, you know, that's coming out, right? Exactly. You know, Angels and Demons is coming out next week, right? Right. Uh-huh. Well, we're doing that, and this is going to be part two. This will be part three. Oh, yeah, we, we're so happy with Angels and Demons. We got part three ready to go. Exactly. And that, of course, has nothing to do with Ron Howard or Tom Hanks. They're not signed on board. You know, if everyone, if they, if they said, oh, they plan to do a film, but uh, Tom Hanks isn't going to be there, people would be like, but the second, if this new Angels and Demons tanks, they might not be back for the third one. Well, exactly. That's the point. So what what you're seeing is a is a cross promotional joke, you know, that's being used only. I mean, if for Da Vinci promotion. Cope would have flopped, we never would have gotten this film. The fact that it just would not stop making money as a movie almost guaranteed that this was going to happen. Exactly. And that's what Hollywood does. When a film is a hit, it makes sequels. If there's source material there, they'll do it. And Angels and Demons was a big hit after it, you know, the book sold a lot after Da Vinci Code, obviously. So it just made mm-hmm. sense. Why not? And sure. And everyone joins back in. Everyone makes a truckload more money. You know, it's a it's a summer box office hit. But you're right. I mean, in the, in the multi-marketing age of television and print and internet, they really covered their bases pretty well with that one announcement. It promotes the book, it promotes the Angels and Demons, and then it promotes the idea of a sequel, which elevates the film franchise, which is not off to a good start in my book anyway. Hell no. So, I mean, really, it, it, works, it works like gangbusters. Absolutely. And that's the point. What you're seeing with these things is, is news departments at studios sitting around and trying to write the best news release that they can. And you know they just hand these things over to Variety, right? Already finished. And then Variety Variety oh, Variety just reprints them, you know? Mm-hmm. Or or just adds uh, you know, Paramount uh, a representative from Paramount Studio said and then they add mm-hmm. exactly what Paramount wrote. So really that's what you're seeing is you're seeing, you know, uh people thinking about it and and it's masquerading as news as Film news is Hollywood news. Come to Variety. Come to – and the thing that's so funny is that Variety just prints all this shit. They just reprint it from the studios. And then all the websites say, oh, look, a fresh story that I can print. You know, mm-hmm. And it goes on and on from there. Now, let's get to the one that's the most absurd. Now, and I don't even know if you can – what you call this. The sinequophobia over the top stupidity. I don't know what you call this. Is uh, April 21st, 2009 – Fourth Twilight already prepping. <laughs> Fourth. All right. Fourth Twilight film, Breaking Dawn, is already in the early planning stages. The second film in the series, New Moon, is currently shooting in Vancouver, with the third film, Eclipse, in late planning stages with a tentative release date slated for June 2010. I just I think it's laughable. It's like the second week after Twilight had made a ton of money, Summit Entertainment was all like, oh, yeah, well, we're not going to rush any sequels into production. We're not about that. (laughs) Boy, they 
Shit. <laughs> a few months later, they had to get rid of Catherine Hardwick because she wasn't willing to work fast enough to start shooting the sequel. You know, this month she wanted actually more time to develop it and you know try and make it a better movie. Well, according to her, but you know this is this is that doesn't matter. It's too much money and it's lightning in a bottle. And I, in, in a way, though, they're smart because you don't wait three years to put out the sequel to Twilight. You don't do that. That would be bad. That's bad <laughs> right, brand right. management. In fact, you need to keep them out one a year because um, the actors are going to grow up, grow old, and you know, and all that kind of thing. And fans are going to lose interest. You know, it's hot right now. You strike while it's hot. And if they can keep a film in theaters like Saw did for five fucking years in a row, that's how you manage a brand. And so that, you know, I guess I kind of get. But it's just, it's a, it, again, it's a fake announcement. Oh, we're prepping number four. By the way. It's like, yeah, finish number two, okay? Make a good number two. And let's <laughs> exactly. talk about that. Because number one was really nothing to go on the rooftops and shout about anyway. So uh, just give me a break. But, yeah, it's it's silly. I mean, I guess it's all just trying to pattern themselves after other successes. You know, like Harry Potter has staked itself out. You know, a film's coming out this year, and the film comes out Thanksgiving 2010, and then summer 2011, and they wrap it all up, you know? They see that as a successful model, and everyone tries to emulate it. Well, you know what? I mean, really, they should just treat it like a television series. I mean, a television series, you know, it's like you go from one episode to the next episode to the next episode. Just consider the film you're shooting is is two episodes of a series. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then keep on trucking. You know, I mean, it makes total sense. Like you said, get it in, get it out while the interest is hot, while the actors aren't too old. Or, and while the actors are still interested in it and not getting right. bigger and better offers elsewhere. Right. Well, and sign them to a deal and, you know, we're going to do this straight away and you can get it done in three years and that kind of deal. Yeah, mm. absolutely. It makes sense, but it doesn't make sense if you're looking for a great movie. You know, for those ladies out there who really love this book series, you know, you're going to get the TV version of this. You're not going to get the epic version of it. And you, you know, you may like the movie, but I bet you somewhere there would probably be a movie that you would love even better if it wasn't so rushed and so gunned up. And think about this was turned down at a major studio. That's how Summit got it. You know, that's what they thought of the commercial <laughs> appeal to this. This was a, another turnaround movie that is going to make this studio. This is their Freddy Krueger right now. Right, exactly. And Or it's their ski, if you will. But mm -hmm. this is their hit, and they're going to milk it and, and put it out there. And, you know, they're going to – this is, this is you know, another form of, of brand management and, and senequalitis is, is putting these press leases out there like we're taking care of the franchise. See? See? <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. I mean, it's just a game. Just don't be a sucker. You know what I mean? It's just like it's like that's really what this is all about. When you see stuff like that, put two and two together. And if it looks like there's a film that's about to come out and they're already talking about a sequel before it's even released, just take it with a big grain of salt knowing that it's used to manipulate you, the audience. I, just, I wish somebody would make a hit list and, and call all these people out. Every time one of these announced, like put the date and, okay, Ghost Rider 2 was announced on this date. And then come back and say, all right, motherfucker, where's my Ghost Rider 2 that you promised? Right. Remember I went opening weekend to see your movie and support it because I knew a sequel was coming? Where is it? All the failed announcements would be a funny list to read for sure. Yeah. Oh, totally. That would be great. Didn't they, I can't remember from Fantastic Four if they even announced a third one when the second one came out. But you know, they knew that that franchise was ended. <laughs> They're not doing it. <laughs> well, no. You know what they? You know what they did do though? They did say, "Oh, Silver Surfer yeah, movie yeah. coming. Where the hell's that? That's not even on their list." 
I mean, that you goes know, back to the Jinx movie when Die Another Day came out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're going to do a Jinx movie. Shut up. You're not. <laughs> You're not going to make that crappy movie that no one wants to see. Uh, oh, you know, or in the cat in the Catwoman movie. Oh, but yeah. How many how many years did it make him to get him to do that Catwoman movie that had nothing to do with the with Batman? You know, know. <laughs> it's so bad. Well, it, it all comes down to this: is that really, uh, like a lot of media, this is manipulation to try to to try to get to you, and they're going to do it and do it and do it and do it. Now, let me let me twist this just a touch. Just a little bit and give you something else to laugh at. Now, when we first started talking about this, I told you I wanted to name the title of the show one thing. I said, here's the title of this show. Elizabeth Shue joins Piranha 3D cast. (laughs) That was an actual uh, headline. On on, Dark Horizons, right? On Dark Horizons, on movie websites. I saw it in Variety. Mm -hmm. Uh, The point is, is that that was a legitimate news story that went across the line that everyone picked up. Elizabeth Shue, not a big star, someone who we remember well from Karate Kid Day. She, she was nominated you know, for an Academy Award. So nominated I mean, for she's... Academy Award in, in uh, Leaving Las Vegas, which I really like. But the point is, is that we're making Piranha 3D, and her joining the cast, how is that news? You know what I mean? It's like the casting news. When you it do is. your daily... Well, it's the we, same thing the Salkins did. Well, okay, it's not on the same degree, but it's like when the Salkins went to cons before they had a screenplay and announced Superman with Marlon Brando and Gene Hackman had a big poster. Yeah, that was but it. it's Marlon Brando. They didn't... Even, they, they didn't well, I'm agreeing with you, but it's the same. <laughs> it's trying to give legitimacy and interest into their shoddy little branded product that they bought. Because remember, know, when but, they bought Superman, no one else wanted it. So they right. had to make it seem prestige. Like it was, ooh, Superman, Brando, Hackman, ooh, got noticed. Well, then suddenly they got all their money to pay Mario Puzo to go write the script and, right. and go do all that. I just see this as like they see it's like, well, we've got an Academy Award nominee in Prana 3D. We need to work that to our advantage. The point is this, is that really – to me, it just makes it look like Elizabeth Shue is desperate and that her agent is desperate. Can't you see Elizabeth Shue sitting in her agent's office? Give me anything. I don't care. Give me Piranha 3D. I don't care. I'll do it. And then they're like, oh, let's let's hijack this up. Let's let's make it look great. See, I think it's just the opposite. I think it's her, the agent going, you got to do this. This will set you up for the next two or three years. You know, this will open up opportunities. If this movie opens up number one, you can get that pet project made that you want to get made. That's what she's hearing. (laughs) Right. Because it's true, and it happens all the time. You do one for them, and it's a big hit. And then it's like Danny Glover says, yeah, sure, I'll do Lethal Weapon 3, but you're going to produce The Saint of Fort Washington. Right. It's like, you know, Sandra Bullock saying, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do Speed 2, but you're going to make, you know, Hope Floats. Right. Yeah, and that's fair. I just don't know how much power Elizabeth Shue really. No, no, I don't either. I mean, she's not in those that that kind of thing. But again, I mean, they're using it because that's their that's their card now. They got an Academy Award nominee in their movie. So from whoever's producing Piranha's perspective, yeah, I can see why they want to get that announcement out there. 
because it, it now legitimizes their product. Right. Well, anyways, this just cracks me up because, again, it's another example of the news media in the entertainment industry using these things for their own purposes, not really announcing anything as news. I mean, listen to this. How is this a story? Gene Triplehorn and Laura Linney will star in Mourning. Okay. What the hell's Mourning? You know what I mean? I, I think the only story is that they were college roommates once, and now they're working on something together. And oh. That would be the only angle I would find interesting. But Well, I don't even know if they uh, mentioned yeah. that in the article. But, I mean, you know, Megan Fox to play Angel in Passion Plays. Okay? I mean, what, why, why, are you, why is casting news? This it's is filling like, space, though. This is the problem, Andy. We have the 24-7. Everybody's looking for scoops. They have these huge websites with all this space on it, and they've got to fill it. They're bullet points, and everybody wants 20 bullet points every day because you know what it's like to surf these sites and not have any new scoops. Right. The same information that was there yesterday. And they figured it out too. The Dark Horizons and the Chuds and all these, they can't just keep the same information up two or three or four days. They're going to lose their daily traffic. You know, they rely on it. So they're out there scrambling. Oh, I'll throw that in. I'll throw that in. Throw that in. Because that's all they are now. They're link hubs. Well, and you know, we've seen this over and over and over again with, uh, you know, every single solitary move made on Iron Man 2 is is posted everywhere. Oh, God. You know? I want to boycott any talk <laughs> of fucking I am too. All right? <laughs> I mean, my God, it's like, oh, she's going to play Black, Black Widow. Oh, no, 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 she's not going to play Black Widow. Okay, she's in. Okay, now she's not in. Scarlett Johansson's in it. No, she's not in it. No, she is in it. No, he's not oh, in it's, it. It's like, it's, it's so, oh, Gary Sandling was on the set today. Who is he playing? Yeah. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow for the Iron Man 2 update. It's like, oh, fuck. There's not going to be anything left. There'll be no fucking meat on that carcass by the time it comes out. By through all the scoop, and this will, this will just be just, even if you're just a passive reader of, of websites, but everything will be laid out for you even before the first trailer comes out. And they're going to give everything away in the fucking trailers. So by the time the movie comes out, it'll be just like it was when we saw Iron Man 1. Yeah, it's paint all, by number. It's just it's hilarious. It's just like this is passing for news. Really, it's just this kind of sick Twitter. There's so much branding. <laughs> what are you going to do to make yours rise to the top? And these are the tools they have. Well, isn't it interesting? Because the marketing now goes on through the entire production of the film. It's not just afterwards near release. It's going on oh, pre. No, it goes it, on before you even start shooting. It goes on the moment it's announced. You've got to have that website built now. And then you've got to make a big announcement with the countdown clocks, all that kind of stuff. It's becoming the new SOP of marketing in the 21st century. Yeah. <laughs> the reveal of the poster. Ooh, in three days, we're going to reveal the poster exclusively on our oh, website. Man. So shut up. Ooh, exclusively this week on Entertainment Weekly, you're going to see 30 seconds of Iron Man 2. Oh, I know. The first look. It's just, God, it's just like taking a nail and putting it between your eyes and pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding. It's just, yeah, it's, you know, in the end, we're forgetting the film, man. We're, we're just, that's our biggest complaint is the film is forgotten. It's all about the marketing. It's all about First Weekend. Well, this, this is where Sinequalitis takes over, and it just, it just drives you crazy. Forget the phobia of it just by living in it. It's just terrible. Well, There's just nothing left. There's no more surprises. 
because they want to spoil everything for me before I even see the movie. Well, and the only way to save yourself is to tune it out. You can't, though, totally, because I do a good job of it in some ways by tuning out on, on television, certain media, and even certain websites, I can choose not to click on the link. You can't avoid headlines. You'd have to avoid the websites to avoid the headline. Right, right. But what kills me is when it gets picked up on fucking Yahoo. Yep. And all the, and the other websites, where I just want to go check my email, and it's got to be right there on their fucking newsflash. And no, it's, it's like, almost, oh, God, not here, too. It is. It's not almost, here. It's almost impossible to miss it. You know, well, you know what's funny? When I check my email, I always know who's been kicked off Dancing with the Stars. Like I give a shit. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, why, why do I need to know that Lawrence Taylor was kicked off Dancing with the Stars this week? Well, it was in my email account. So, oh, God. You're absolutely right. The only way to avoid it is to just not have a computer, not watch television, not listen to the radio. You can't get away from it. It is a marketing machine. It is a monster. And then you have to avoid your friends who are around it and want to talk about it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so true. It's like, hey, did you hear about that? And you're like, shut up. I don't want to hear that. And what, are they going to announce the sequel next week? Because it's like, it's serialized news announcements. It's like, we got to announce something every week, like we're a TV show or something. So what's this week's announcement? Well, you know what it's doing to me is the overkill is making me less interested. It's lessening my appetite to want to have that information early now. I'm just, I'm just getting to the point now where it's like, you know what? It's not making the movies any better. In fact, it's kind of making it worse. I would rather just kind of try to – it's turning me off in a big way is what it's doing. And I'm a Starlog kid, you know, so that's, that's a big statement coming from there. Either that or I'm just getting old. I mean really, it's getting to the point where these sites are becoming worthless. The big scoops and the things that are interested in you here are really getting lost. I mean really – I mean, I mean, there's not much more to really look at, and they're all, you know, mimeographed on each mm -hmm. site. The problem now is, is that you almost can oversaturate somebody on something. And you know, you know how it's been before. You have a reaction when someone tells you, "Hey, dude, you want to read this book? I, I checked out this book. You want to read it?" And you go, "Yeah, sure, I'll check it out, and I'll put it on my shelf. When I get to it, I'll read it." And then they come back the next day, "Hey, did you start reading that book yet?" "No, um, I'll get to it. I swear." "Hey, man, you you read that book?" Did you read that book? Hey, what did you think about that book? And it's just like after a while, you're like, shut the hell up. And then you take the book and like hide it behind your bookshelf. And it's going to take a decade for you to read it because of this idiot kept pounding you with it. And it may be a great book, but it's like everyone has their time. Can we peak right near release date? That's an art. If you can pull that off, you know, like they did with The Matrix or something, or movies that just explode that, you know, uh, maybe not have exploded like 300 did. It'll be like, wow, we really worked this thing right. And we, and we, we timed it just perfectly to where people weren't sick of hearing us talk about it. So anyways, Sinequophobia, we don't know where it ends, but we know it's certainly beginning, and uh, we'll keep watch on it. You're listening to the Hollywood Saloon.